Hey, so uh, at the start of uh, this week's episode, um, we'll have a uh, a, uh, a word from Andrew um, about a, uh, 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 a dire mistake uh, that he had made uh, in the last episode. Um, I'll, uh, Andrew, I'll let you uh, throw yourself on your sword now. You know, I honestly, I... I don't know what you're talking about in a lot of ways. I feel like I've mostly been, I feel like if you're talking about like, I think the worst thing that I did last episode, I would say is I tried too hard. I made too many people laugh. Uh, and there was too much truth behind the laugh. So I think those were really the three problems. Oh, you think so? Yeah, I can't think of anything. Uh, no, not maybe. Um... Maybe your uh, shocking ignorance around uh, uh, the history of boxing kangaroos. Yes. Uh, so, um, I my my attorneys have advised me to say that apparently at some point kangaroo boxing was a sport. And uh, to make to make my apology very clear, I have invested my own money into a new sister show uh, where I have volunteered Jason for an underground Filipino kangaroo boxing ring. So we're shipping him off next week. No. Um, with my blue Yeti microphone, so I'll have to get a new one. So it's going to cost me quite a bit. I mean, I got the plane ticket. I got this. Mm-hmm. Um, and we'll see how it goes. Uh. But welcome to the Halloween special of uh, of Underworld News Tonight. Forgot mm-hmm. the name of my own fucking show for a second. I was so <laughs> infuriated at myself for uh, my inability to uh, properly understand the history of kangaroo boxing. But let me tell you guys what this is. Now, Jason and I, we're both, Jason's a cat owner. He's been a dog owner in the past. I'm a dog owner. Uh, you should do to your dog and your cat, but you should definitely neuter your dog, right? Yeah, and- oh, yeah. I think most of the year, our podcast is like a normal neutered dog. We're good fun. You enjoy mm-hmm. it. Sure. But any, but any owner of a neutered dog knows that about once a year, nature finds a way. And that dog stares at you rock hard with, with an erection that should not exist. And it is frightening and beautiful and mm-hmm. impressive. Beautiful non-sexually, I should clarify. Uh but beautiful nonetheless in the way that like a Planet Earth documentary is, but a lot more real and gritty, like a punk rock Planet mm-hmm. Earth. Uh, and kind of frightening. And I think that's what this is going to be today. Uh, and I'm here with the horniest dog of them all, Jason Strong. Uh, I know we promised last week that comedian Cole Johnson would be here. Uh, unfortunately, there was a bureaucratic error and he did get drafted for Vietnam. So we'll see how that goes. But uh, oh, wow. yeah, thoughts and prayers. Yeah. Now that's uh, yeah, you know, did bad luck for him because uh, yeah, he's that's the draft has been over for uh, what fifty years. <laughs> I don't know how it happened, but you know, I mean, I guess something about the bureaucracy these days. I'll tell you. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, we wish him. Uh, we wish him all the best. Yeah, it's like who needs a comedy podcast with the clowns we've got running the show? Am I right? Oh, wow. Zing. Got him. We got him for sure. Got him. him. All right. Um, 
Now, yeah, Jason, so, you're going to uh, start us off by, uh, I know, so for those of us who maybe haven't been listening for the last few episodes, what we normally do on this show is dive into some of the weird, wacky, and maybe a bit spooky stories of the week. But if that's what you're looking for this week, literally go fuck yourself, because you're not fucking getting it here. And you can get off my fucking doorstep with this trick-or-treat bullshit, because what we're doing today is we're going to bring you some old-fashioned spooks. So we have got some classic cryptids coming for you. Jason's got two good ones. I've got one of the great classics uh, from my home state. Uh, And we're going to take you on a little trip. So, you know, uh, maybe... You know, this is going to go up on 6 a.m. on a Monday. Uh, You know, do what you got to do to get yourself into the right frame of mind. Call in sick if you got to call in sick. Uh, Mm -hmm. Because it's also going to be the day before Halloween. Right. Right. Mischief night morning. Mischief night morning. Yeah, that's uh, one of my favorite celebrations on uh, mischief night morning. Did they have mischief night in uh, Ohio? Uh, Yeah. Yeah. in terms of like uh, kids going out and yeah, you know, for Halloween. pulling pranks and uh, toilet papering houses and that Deep kind of shit. Egging yeah. houses, yeah. egging houses. Did you call it, it Mischief egging, Night? Yeah. Uh, no. Um, I think we called it Devil's Night. Yeah, I think everywhere else it's called Devil's Night. In New Jersey, it's called Mischief Night. And I read an article this morning. Uh, from somebody complaining about how, you know, New Jersey, de- Mischief Night's dying out. Mm-hmm. And I saw this, like, I think growing up in the 2000s and 2010s is interesting because you kind of see this transition. Where, like, when I was in elementary school and middle school, pretty much everybody was going out to some degree on mm-hmm. Mischief Night. I was not because I would have been grounded within an inch of my fucking life because Sue ran that ho- ran a tight fucking ship. But <laughs> everyone else I knew was going out on Mischief Night. Uh mm-hmm. By high school, not only were the high school kids not doing it, which in general I think is the most popular group to do it because they're getting hammered, but even the middle schoolers and kids are not mischief nighting anymore. And I'm reading this article, I'm thinking the reason why it is, I think, is that parents got really fucking intense about calling the cops about this shit. Yeah. I think so, yeah. I feel like they didn't call the cops about it as much on the 80s and 90s, and maybe it wasn't as big of a deal when they got there. That's a good point. I never thought about it. I I never uh, had the cops called on me for for that, (laughs) for that kind of uh, mischief. But um, no, I was wondering because it doesn't seem like uh, I I haven't seen a house uh, that's been TP'd in probably a decade. I never TP. Did you you just do the front? How do you TP the house? Because you can't Uh, run around it. No, no, no. Uh, You do like the trees in the yard. Okay. Yeah, it's not. I mean, I guess you could do the house. I've seen, um, uh, I've seen, I've seen the bag of the bag, the bag of dog turds on fire on the porch. Yeah, classic. Yeah, uh, takes yeah, a while. I see that all time. Yeah, no, there's just flaming shit everywhere on the street. <laughs> yeah, that's in general. That's just how you keep warm in Colorado. Right. Right. Yeah, but we're no, not uh, talking about we, shit fires today. Well, we could. I mean, we'll we, yeah, see what comes up. Yeah. Um, but yeah, we have... Uh, That'll be when we launch our Patreon. Like, that's a tier? That's a tier. We talk... The tier will be... All right. We have a Patreon poll. Okay. They choose what we eat that month uh, <laughs> on Shitfire Day. We light a Shitfire, and we review the uh, ambience. Just a pitch. 
We'll talk about it at the at the next at the quarterly production meeting. But we're not no, that, talking about it on the air today. We can't give away our trade secrets. Uh, we'll yeah. fucking sue the bastards who took it from us. No, that, that actually does sound really good, though. That that sounds like a really good idea. Sounds brilliant. Health yeah. risk free. Uh, <laughs> right. I don't think I think, you know, and I think when it comes to what my wife thinks of that, I think that, you know, I'll, I'd rather ask for forgiveness than permission. Right. Right. But we're not talking about the planned shitfire Patreon exclusive side podcast today. Uh, title in progress. We're talking mm-hmm. about which local cryptid, Jason? Uh, well, we're going to start with uh, the Slide Rock Bolter here in Colorado. The Slide Rock Bolter, B-O-L-T-E-R? B-O-L-T-E-R, that's nice. correct. Like uh, yeah. Usain Bolt. Oh, I didn't make the connection. You think they're, they could be related, maybe? I don't know anything about, I don't know anything about the Bolter. Is he fast? I guess you'll tell me. Um, yeah. So with the, uh, Slide Rock Bolter, um, picture this, uh, okay. Close my eyes. A whale. Looks like a whale. Okay. Uh, no arms, no legs. Uh, legs. Does it have like fins or flappers or just none of it? It does have, um, it does have fins, bony sort of ridged, ridged fins. Mm -hmm. Um, uh, huge toothy maw and um, a tail that uh, splits in two as mm-hmm. a, as further you go down. Now, what the slide rock bolter does is will use the tail to cling to the side of a mountain. And then when um, uh, when its prey walks underneath, which would be a human. Humans, yeah. Uh, it started with... Uh, uh, loggers in the 1800s. Um, now it's uh, tourists that, uh, that get it. Um, yeah, when when uh, someone happens to come by underneath, the slide rock bolter releases its releases the mountain, let, lets it go, and um, with uh, uh, the uh, slimy saliva from its mouth mm-hmm. to lubricate. Yeah, those are fun words. Uh, it uh, shoots down the mountain, gobbles up whatever it was aiming for underneath, and then keeps going up the valley to uh, perch on the side of another mountain and start the process over again. I think that's not a good way to eat. I'm just going to say it. No. I don't. You're basically. Imagine being the slide rock bolter, right? Yeah. You essentially have to fucking sprint eat sprint again and then eat again yeah yeah it also it doesn't seem you know for for the size of this thing uh i would guess it would have to be going through a fair number of people every day yeah i don't know where you know short of like short of uh picking a mountain next to the freeway like i, I don't know that there's a lot of there'd be uh, a lot of sightings yeah where you're going to get a lot of, uh, if you're a slide rock bolter, uh, a place where you're going to get a lot of uh, opportunities to eat people. You know what? I have a theory, though. So whales, they mostly eat krill, like a lot of whales. They actually aren't eating a lot of big fish. They're eating like a bunch of fucking krill. True. What if yeah. what the slide rock bolter really eats is bugs, birds, that sort of thing, and they're flinging themselves up and down mountains to do it, and occasionally they accidentally eat a person? Now, that could be. Um However, uh, the story uh, goes 
that at one point um a uh, clever park ranger um oh. uh, you know i love our park ranger listeners yeah when i think of famously clever uh professions not the first one that comes to mind <laughs> well with this uh with this ranger did i know they uh, find a lot of dead kids though so i do actually you know i love our park ranger listeners well they lead a lot of uh uh, informative and entertaining educational programs in uh, the nation's uh, great, uh, great national parks. Yeah, they do. But they also and then they also in those same parks do find a lot of dead kids as well. Kids. Yeah, yeah they, no. they, 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 you know, it's, it's it ups and downs of life. Right. Yeah. Um, what was I saying? Oh, uh, you were talking about there was a clever park ranger. But yes, this this uh, ranger set up a, a, a dummy. It says the uh, specific, uh, the dummy was given, uh, says a Norfolk jacket and a Colorado travel guide so that the uh, uh, the uh, slide rock bolter could easily identify it as a oh tourist. Again, it's uh, one of its favorite uh, prey. Uh, and it was loaded with dynamite. And the uh, ranger, when it uh, slid, excuse me, when the... Uh, uh, slide rock bolter slid down and gobbled up the dummy. Uh, triggered the dynamite and blew it up. Oh, really? When, when was this? Uh, dates are unclear. I've I've looked through uh, a number of sources for uh for this story. Um, I'd never heard of this to be honest with you. You know, even living in Colorado, but uh, it sounds uh, it sounds pretty badass, really. In these, um, is there any like uh? You know, like, I mean, obviously, like any quote unquote body. Oh, no, no. Yeah, no, uh, no. yeah it doesn't say anything um, uh, about what happened to the remains when uh, the uh, ranger blew it up. Um, but presumably that there's more than one because uh, this is still, you know, a, a ongoing concern in the mountains is getting gobbled up by a slide rock bolter. It's got it's harder uh, now because because people are just using their phones. They're not using the fucking Colorado travel guide. Right. So, yeah. How would I identify who uh, who a tour who's a tourist and who isn't? Probably. Uh, I don't know. I, what 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 is the famous thing that a Colorado tourist does? Selfies. I mean, that, I, I can I only think of things that like New York tourists do. I was going to say eat eat too many marijuana edibles. Yeah. <laughs> That's just me in, in <laughs> Illinois, like on a on a regular basis, though. Um. No, we um. We do uh, enjoy a fair amount of tourists here. You know, if we have a few national parks, and um, I don't know that there's like necessarily one thing anymore. You know that how you can identify uh, an out of state tourist, um. The uh, uh, Colorado guidebook that the uh, ranger put on his dummy is a pretty nice touch, though. Um, it is. Yeah, that, that was uh, pretty clever. Um, yeah, and all of the... Uh, uh, it implies images... that, you know, they, they say he's a clever ranger, though. But I don't mm -hmm. think that the... I don't think that it could read. Oh. The, I don't the think that you older? needed to have that. I think it could have been any book. Hmm. That could be. Yeah, I don't Especially know. I feel like they were all printed on the same shit back then. Right. I guess, I don't know, maybe this was like the oh. 60s, in which case maybe not, but I don't know when this was. Yeah, I don't... I If it was the a, 60s, we'd have a fake body. Right. 
Um, I think it was it was earlier than that. I said yeah, uh, this uh, uh, the story dates. Sounds back like a classic to- logger story, like logger legend. I know yes. you mentioned they was eating loggers, so yeah. Yes, yeah, and um, it actually uh, is credited with uh, destroying an entire town. Um, oh man, of Rico, Colorado, uh, back in uh, excuse me, eighteen ninety two was uh, taken out by a hungry, uh, hungry slide rock. But not Rico. Yeah, uh, yeah. How many people were living there? Uh, I was going to say four, but yeah, uh, not many. Yeah. Imagine though, you're, you're like, imagine going to like visit your in-laws or some shit. And then you come back and just the slide rock bolters taking out your town. Yeah. Yeah. No, it must be, uh, must've been a surprise. And the way this is, uh, framed is that, um, uh, like people found this town that had been destroyed mm-hmm. and sort of, you know, uh, I guess conducted whatever investigation, uh, seance, terror, whatever, you know, however, to determine uh, what had happened. And that's when they uh, decided it was uh, the, the work of the slide rock bolter. Um, so it's not, so it seems almost like people didn't I even don't know understand. The They've got plenty of shit filled water. Right. <laughs> Room temperature <laughs> pork. Right. Damn bolter. Yeah, it has to be the bolter. It's cer- certainly not uh certainly couldn't be um the uh end of the gold rush as uh all these towns popped up. Uh gold uh was mined out and then the towns uh, went away, but Oh, is Colorado a gold uh a gold state? I didn't know that. Yeah. Um I think it's yeah. I thought that was just, I mean, I only, I only know that about California, but it's been a long time since they took U.S. history. Let me, I, I know my, the, there's definitely a lot of mining. I'll say that. Yeah. I, let's talk, I, let's talk more yeah, about the history of the mineral industry in Colorado for a bit. Yeah. Yeah. Let's go into it. So I want to hear about quartz. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, no, there, there's um, actually, uh, uh, talking about cryptids in Colorado, um, Tommy Knockers, the, oh, the, the Stephen King book. I, have, I actually haven't read that. I don't know anything about Tommy Knockers. I haven't read the Stephen King book, but the little, um, the little like goblin dudes from, oh, I okay. believe, originally like Welsh folklore. Um, uh, Tommy Knockers have been, um, uh, seen her, the, they're, it's felt that they they maintain a presence in Colorado. Oh wow! Yeah, so there's uh there's your mining connection. That is very interesting. Yeah, you know, you, know, you do wonder what if there is, I don't know. The, the you sometimes you do wonder what if, there's a lot of shit in caves probably that we don't know about. So you hear all these stories about goblins right. and you wonder, you know, maybe there is slash were at some point divergent branches of humanity that are still in the caves. Who knows? Hmm. I'm not asserting this at any yeah. level. I'm just blindly speculating on the podcast, drinking my fucking tequila sunrise. <laughs> no, that, uh, yeah, like, uh, 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 what do they call them? Uh, the chuds, the cannibal humanoid underground dwellers. I've never heard, I, I've heard the word chud. I didn't know that's what that meant. 
Um, I think it was a movie in the 80s. It was oh, like really? a shitty movie. Yeah. You know, I th- now it's like a thing to call annoying people on the internet, I think. Like oh, you call right. like someone who watches Andrew Tate videos a lot of chud. Yeah. Yeah. I I can see that. But yeah. There are certainly parallels there. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, I thought um uh we'll uh we'll put some of these uh old timey uh renderings of the slide rock bolter um out on the uh socials so you can take a look. Uh it is a it is a pretty cool um pretty cool monster uh you know i don't know you would think that uh something the size of a whale infesting the mountains there might be photographs or you know you think, you think that there would be at least a little anything. bit of you, right you think you think that the dynamite you know there would be some side side rock bolter uh pieces right you think they right. ate it no they would have written what it tasted like yeah i i would think so I would think that because um, they cook because I mean he cooked it up I mean he kind of you know yeah who knows I I don't know I've I've never had whale <laughs> in Iceland they eat fermented whale yeah I didn't try it when I was there but they do eat it oh yeah. such good pickled fish if you're a pickled fish fan go to Iceland highly recommend in general <laughs> go to Iceland it's a beautiful country but especially go for the pickled fish all right uh this message brought to you by the uh Icelandic tourism board the slide rock bolter is still out there to this day. Uh yeah. I thought they killed one though. They did kill one, but uh it's speculated that there are numerous numerous bolters. You'd think that if there were multiple, you'd hear them fuck. That you two whale-sized whale, things yeah. living on the mountains. Yes, you would that yeah. You would almost certainly uh hear some fuck. <laughs> Man, that is uh, some. There must be some park rangers with some wires crossed there. I will tell you that much. Uh, I don't know. Or, or maybe it's some kind of conspiracy. You know, you can't. Yeah. Uh, if 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 we learned the existence of slide rock bolters, you know, society would uh, would crumble. We'd lose lose trust in our uh, uh, in- institutions, our government, our media. And, uh, I, I think it would be a lot more destabilizing for the Slide Rock Bolter to be real than for Bigfoot to be real. Because for Bigfoot right. to be real, the government could pl- could plausibly plead ignorance. Right. Uh, for the Slide Rock Bolter to be real, I mean, it being the size of a whale, like, it would have to be a very large cover-up in a way yeah. that Bigfoot wouldn't be. In a way that, like, Bigfoot attacks could be bear attacks and shit like that. Um, yeah. But all of this is interesting because you're from a wilderness. Like, I mean, you you were living in a wilderness state. You're talking about the Slide Rock Bolter. Um, yeah. And I'm about to talk about the Jersey Devil. And now, while New Jersey is not what a lot of people would consider a wilderness state, I do think that to understand the Jersey Devil, you need to understand the part of South Jersey that is the that he's native to, which is the Pine Barrens. And mm-hmm. in order to do that, we need to establish something that most out-of-staters don't even think about when it comes to New Jersey – and what I would consider to be the great fucking contradiction at the heart of my home state, which is New Jersey is the most densely populated state in the U.S. Per square mm-hmm. mile in New Jersey, there are 1,300 fucking people. It is, wow. you know, packed shoulder to shoulder. But mm-hmm. there are these fucking pockets of wilderness of mm-hmm. living in the middle of nowhere that you could go to. Um, 
you know, and they're close, so close to the highway, but they also are so remote that nobody, because nobody ever has a reason to go to them unless you live there or have business there. So mm -hmm. it's this really interesting dynamic. And a lot of these places aren't necessarily served by the buses or by the train. So it's really people drive there, drive in and drive out, and that's it. More than any other state, that makes it one where New Jersey feels like you can take a wrong turn. You get off on the wrong fucking exit on the highway. And you don't just feel like you're in a different part of the state. You don't feel like you're in a different state. You feel like you're in a different country. And sometimes you feel like you are in a different reality. Hmm. And the Pine Barrens is one such place, if not the most emblematic place like that in New Jersey. Uh, it's politically hmm. a lot more conservative than the rest of the state. Uh, it's woods, but it's not nutrient woods. It's called that. They call it the Pine Barrens. Um because of its nutrient-poor soil where you cannot grow a thing. So you only have these pine trees. It's mostly okay. rural to this day. Uh, it stretches across seven counties, so it's quite large. Um, mm -hmm. And it's pretty close. And it's close to both. So it ends up being close to both New York and Philadelphia at the north and south of the state. Um, mm -hmm. For anybody who has braved the harsh atmosphere of the Pine Barrens, the region has always been home to a particular legend which begins in the 1730s. Uh, now, Jason, I'm going to need, I might need you to fill in some sound effects here. So okay. in the 1730s, there was a woman in the Pine Barrens named, Ma in the Pine Barrens, sorry, named mm -hmm. Mama Leeds. As the name implies, Mama, Mama Leeds. I don't, Mama I, as Got the it. name implies, she had a lot of kids because when you name your kid Mama, what else are you setting her up to do in life? Right. Uh, yeah. Makes sense. And she was about to have her 13th child. Mm-hmm. In exhaustion, she declared, let it be the devil. There we go. Now we're going to flash forward to the birth of child. Jason, if you could fill in some sound effects there. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> it was actually a relatively easy birth by 1730 standards. And the child looked pretty normal at first. Mm -hmm. But then the change began. He grew mm. cloven hooves, bat's wings, a horse's head, and a forked tail. Growling and screaming, the newly born creature devoured the midwife and mother before flying up the chimney and becoming the devil that haunts the Pine Barrens to this day. Now, Jason, I know what you're thinking. I can't possibly do that sound effect. I cannot imagine what these horrifying, horrific screams sounded like. Mm -hmm. And you don't need to worry about that because I have a man recounting a sighting that he had of the Jersey Devil in the 1980s. Hey. What's going on, Robert? I'm a hardworking construction worker on my way to a job. God bless you. Uh, yeah. And um, I had an encounter back in the early 80s. I uh, saw what I later found out to realize was the Jersey Devil. Tell me. How did you? What was? Tell me about the encounter. Okay. Um, uh, back in the early 80s. I lived in Marlboro, um, and this was at the corner of Duncan Drive and Tennant Road. Now, right at that intersection, there's a hill, right? All right. Um, and I, I had a new bicycle at that time. Uh, it was a, a how old were you, bike Robert? How old were quiet. you? I was in my early twenties. Okay. I was young then. Yeah, yeah. And I was still living at home, right? Got it. And every night I would go for a bicycle ride after dinner. Mm -hmm. And I had this new bicycle that was very quiet. And um, this one night, 
I had this routine. I would come by. I would make the right turn at Duncan Drive onto Tenant Road up to where my house was, and I would come around this one little piece of sidewalk and up the hill very quietly. And this one night I'm coming up that hill quietly, like with that bicycle the way I always did, and I'm hearing this noise. I'll never forget this noise as long as I live. Can you... The only way I could describe this noise to you yeah. would be, say, if you were to take a cat yeah. and hold it down with your foot and pull its leg off, and so... the thing started screaming. Can you, like Can you duplicate wildly, it for me? Like warbling, like... Got it. Abject now, I mean, and you know it's legit because a New Jersey construction worker is probably the most trustworthy person you're ever going to meet. Mm -hmm. And <clears throat> there's no way he was drunk before. There's no way he right. actually just heard a murder or a cat being hit by a car. Right. Right. And he has some uh, uh, pretty strong opinions about noises cats would make. Yeah, he really seemed to, you know, he, he that was a very specific example. I think someone should check up on on him. Uh, but, you know, a uh, hardworking construction worker nonetheless. Now, as you might have gathered, though, from this chilling account, the Jersey Devil has been sighted throughout New Jersey many times in the centuries following its horrid birth. One of the earliest reported sightings actually comes from Joseph Bonaparte, the oldest brother of Napoleon and the former oh. king of Naples in Spain, while hunting mm -hmm. near his estate in Bordentown. Uh, there's very little known of this other than the fact that he allegedly saw the Jersey Devil and some consider it apocryphal. Uh, mm -hmm. Other rumors tie the Jersey Devil to the infamous pirate Captain Kidd. Legend has it that the scourge of the seas beheaded one of his men to, prep, to forever protect buried treasure that he had left on the Pine Barrens. Because one of the interesting things about the Pine Barrens mm -hmm. is it's a place where you have loggers and fucking pirates and fucking military people and rich people mm -hmm. and fucking the trashiest trash all in the same fucking place. Mm -hmm. uh, and what pirate and Captain Kidd puts his, puts his treasure there, beheads one of his men to forever protect it. Uh... Seems a bit counterproductive to me. What happens, though, is the headless pirate became friends with the Jersey Devil, and hmm. the two can be seen in the evenings walking the New Jersey marshland, which, which seems pretty sweet. Two best buds. Yeah. Yeah, it's kind of a nice uh, twist to the story. Who rescued who? Right. <laughs> right. Now, perhaps a slightly <laughs> more obscure military man to encounter the Jersey Devil was the naval commodore and hero Stephen Decatur. Uh, mm -hmm. now he was, of course, he was fondly remembered in the United States for his 1804 siege on Tripoli that I truly could not tell you about at gunpoint. Um, right. and he came across the beast on a visit to the Hanover Millworks. He was absolutely terrified of it and he fired a cannonball at it. Uh, the cannonball hits the Jersey Devil, explodes on impact. Fucking nothing happens. It's unfazed, just flies away. Wow. Uh, wait, he, the, uh, he was traveling with the cannon? He was on, he was uh he was inspecting like a naval base I think or like a military base of some kind. Okay. Gotcha. There were cannons allowed around. I feel like every town had a cannon just in case at the time. No, that makes The that British were coming back. Mhm. Mm right. War of 1812 this time it's personal. Yep. Can't impress mm -hmm. our fucking seamen. Yep. Uh <laughs> Now, the Jersey Devil would go from an occasional whispered nuisance to a statewide phenomenon during a well-publicized flap in January of 1909. In this one-month period, there were nearly 1,000 sightings reported across New Jersey, the entire state, not just the Pine Barrens. 
In Trenton, wow. resident after resident claimed to see the creature banging on their doorsteps and leaving hoof prints in the snow. Newspapers reported the killing of pets and chickens. Witness after witness called in, some reporting the beast had blazing eyes and breathed fire. In the city of mm. Burlington, hoof-like tracks and an upright beast were sighted, but when, but when hounds were put on the trail, they bristled in terror and ran home at the mere stent of these single-file hoof tracks. Mm. Uh, Good for those dogs. Yeah, yeah, no, I, I mean, I, they want nothing to do with it. Yeah. Uh, they might have just wanted a day off. Yeah, I imagine. <laughs> this was the height of, like, the labor union movement, so that's something to keep in mind. Okay. Uh, Philadelphia Zoo offered a $10,000 reward for the capture of Mother Leeds's 13th child, and in many of New Jersey's rural communities, especially at the time, where, you know, it was a bit less, you know, suburbanization hadn't really happened yet, so it was a bit less dense. Mm -hmm. uh, men formed armed posses to protect their families and children. But... Just as suddenly as it started, it all stopped. The reason why became a matter of debate. Others said, some said that the Jersey Devil was, devil was captured by authorities. Others mm -hmm. that it was killed when its tail hit the electrified third reel of a train line. So, you know, who knows? Sure. Just mm -hmm. another day in New Jersey. Mm -hmm. uh, regardless, besides a stray sighting or two, the Jersey Devil died out until 1960, when residents mm -hmm. of Mays Landing awoke to horrifying and inhuman screams in the night, perhaps much like the one that I just played. Uh, yeah. Flyers were hung by police, informing residents that it was all a hoax. But a circus owner responded by offering a one hundred thousand dollar reward for the devil, which was never collected. Hmm. But like, how are you going to fucking capture it? Right. Right. Well, but we've, as we've just learned, it's impervious to cannon fire. In nineteen ninety three, a forest ranger by the name of John Irwin claims to have seen this a strange creature over six feet tall with horns and matted black fur blocking the road along the along the Mullica River. He said the creature stared at him for what felt like several minutes before turning around and running back into the woods. And sightings of the beast haven't stopped since the advent of cell phone photography. In twenty fifteen, David Black of Little Lake Harbor was driving around Route Nine with a golf course. Along Route 9 near a golf course, sorry, when he saw what he okay. thought to be a llama walking in and out of a tree line by the side of the road. However, mm -hmm. the llama then spread bat-like wings and flew away. Now, this picture is almost certainly a hoax. Uh, I sent it to you guys earlier. I'll put it on the Instagram. For the simple reason that the Jersey Devil is not a llama slash goat with wings that it looks like just got, like, thrown out of a helicopter. Uh, right. So I think that, like, needs an animal abuse investigation. But a few days later, another state resident shot video of the same creature near Leeds Point. Uh, you guys let me know if you think it's a hoax or legit uh, at Underworld News Tonight on Instagram. You can find us on Facebook as well. Uh, the 2015 sightings, I definitely do not think are legit. I, uh, no. I do not. I'm going to say that. But some of these other ones are a bit compelling. Now, the question is, what's behind all these sightings? There are actually a few interesting theories. Now, I'm going to start with the one that I'm least interested in. Uh, mm -hmm. And this is one you hear in general when the debunkers are out in full force about this kind of thing. And while I do appreciate looking for natural explanations for this, I don't appreciate what a lot of professional debunkers, especially less qualified ones, tend to bring because it operates on the assumption that anyone bringing forward their experiences, whether it's about a cryptid, a UFO, uh, an angel who's not lying is just a fucking idiot. Uh not all debunkers are out for that. And like I said, most of the stuff, there are real, rational, natural explanations. This particular explanation, I do think is like that. Because it's one you hear, whether it's about Mothman, UFO, mm -hmm. uh, ghosts, uh, and the Jersey Devil as well. Which is that people claim that this is an owl. Uh, 
an owl. Yeah. Uh, this is also very popular with Mothman. They claim that people don't really know what an owl looks like. So they right. see a kind of large thing with mm -hmm. a large wingspan, a short head, and bit and like kind of glowing eyes fly towards them, and they assume it's the Jersey Devil. Now, mm -hmm. my problem with this, first off, is that if you live somewhere like the Pine Barrens, the rural area, like you've seen a fucking owl before. And even if right. you haven't seen a fucking owl before, you know what a fucking owl is. So yeah. I, you know, I don't, I am not a Jersey Devil truther as much as I might pretend to be one to make this show entertaining right now. But mm -hmm. I do not think that anyone who is not lying about their sighting saw an owl. I do not think a single person who is not deliberately lying saw an owl. Yeah, no, that, that that seems like uh, uh, it'd be hard to mistake an owl for for as you're describing the uh, Jersey Devil. Yeah, which has a horse's head, so it's not right. headless. You know, this mm -hmm. makes a little more sense with Mothman because Mothman is sometimes reported as totally headless, uh, but yeah. the Jersey Devil like has a pretty defined head, uh, right. much larger, clear cloven hooves. Like it's it's not in line with that. Uh, right. But there is a more interesting. Uh, potential natural explanation for the Jersey Devil, albeit still unlikely. Uh huh. And that is the hammerhead bat. The hammerhead bat has a wingspan of nearly three feet, which it has head that looks kind of like a, a cross between a horse and a dog. Uh, mm. I'm going to post it on the Instagram and the Facebook. Uh, it has these really disturbing, bulging eyes. Like it's an upsetting looking fucking creature. Yeah. Uh, so some have theorized that a hammerhead bat made it onto made it to New Jersey as a stowaway on the slave ship. Uh, I mean, obviously there was slavery in the North, especially when this myth started. Uh, no. and came to haunt the southern part of the state, becoming responsible for early hauntings and later potential hoaxes. Uh, it should be noted that this is unlikely for the simple reason that the hammerhead bat is a is native to a warm climate with easy access mm -hmm. to fruit. So the likelihood of one both surviving the entire voyage on a slave ship and then making it for long enough to start these legends, let alone right. reproduce for potentially multiple sightings, just does not seem particularly likely. No. Uh, now, the infamous 1909 sightings often get attributed to a combination of mass hysteria and yellow journalism. Uh, it mm -hmm. was primarily newspaper-driven, and uh, the standards of papers in the 20th century were not particularly high. After it went missing, you could see some people claiming it was, like, on display in Egypt and whatever. So, you know, you, you could take a lot of that with a grain of salt. Uh, it could also be noted that locals and visitors alike to the Pine Barrens have somewhat of a reputation for hysteria. One famous outdoorsman, Tom Brown Jr., recounts that terrified locals would mistake him for the Jersey Devil on hunts when he would cover hmm. his entire body in mud to repel mosquitoes. And as the Captain Kid legend I mentioned at the beginning of this story might tell you, the Pine Barrens have a certain aura for inspiring really morbid myths and legends. Mm -hmm. uh, but perhaps all of this brings another explanation to mind. I thought of this the other night after mm -hmm. mixing a weed tincture with some LaCroix. Wow. So get ready. Yeah. But, uh, uh... Anyone who's ever driven through the Pine Barrens can attest to the strange energy that radiates off of it. Mm -hmm. It's equal parts seductive and repellent, one might say. It can even be attested to a history filled with suffering and evil, a central hub for slave trafficking back when it was common in the North, a home mm -hmm. for many of the golden age of piracy's most bloodthirsty luminaries, religious fundamentalism, the subjugation and driving out of the native population, all of which is to say that the Pine Barrens, like much of this country, has a history that's built on a certain type of darkness. And within the context of New Jersey, I think it, it has a, a kind of a bloodier early history, or quote-unquote early history, because obviously there were people there for a very long time. 
uh, it has a bloodier history than a lot of the rest of the state. Um, now, could it be that the psychic energy of a place like the Pine Barrens is particularly inviting to the supernatural, inviting Ooh. people to look past the limits of our reality manifesting in the form of things like the Jersey Devil? And if so, what can be learned from some of these notorious sightings? Hmm. Take Stephen Decatur, for instance. Now, like I said, he was the military hero who failed to slay the beast by cannonball in the 19th century. Right. Mm -hmm. A few years later, Decatur would die in a failed duel. That hmm. seems quite prescient to what happened in that sighting, does it not? Or I guess the, the sighting seems mm -hmm. quite prescient, I should say. Right, yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah, uh, that, uh, you know, he, he took his shot and uh, it didn't work out. And what does that tell you? We got to, I'm sorry, I, I'm, I'm not quite up to date on the news, but, you know, if this is still going on, these duels have got to stop. Yeah, no, I agree. Someone ought to, ought to do something we, about we got, <laughs> I think we should become an anti-duel advocacy podcast. <laughs> uh, but perhaps you could actually say the same about the horrific sightings of 1909, complete with the murder of livestock and pets and the single file tracks repellent to dogs. Could this mm -hmm. not be seen as a form of psychic foreshadowing of the horrors of the twenty of the twentieth century? Those same single file horse tracks resembling the trenches in which the sons of those who took up arms to defend their rural New Jersey communities against Mother Leeds's thirteenth child would die painfully and without purpose, far from the pine barrens and the cold embrace of Kaiser. And what of the uptick of sightings mm -hmm. in the mid-20th century dismissed by the police but promoted by both locals and showmen? Is it any coincidence that these sightings occurred at the height of both UFO and cryptid sightings in the United States, along with the Cold War, nuclear peril between the United States and the Soviet Union, the growth of our intelligence apparatus, uh, and of course, MK Ultra experiments? Yeah. With such a thing in mind, is it any reason that the Barons might have been acting up? Or perhaps hmm. that maybe these sightings themselves could have been MK Ultra related? Which brings hmm. us to the 1993 sighting. Now, Jason, I know what you're thinking. The 90s, relatively yeah. peaceful time in America. This debunks yeah. my whole fucking theory, doesn't it? Well, there was the Cola Wars, but... there, I have egg on my goddamn face, or do <laughs> I? Because it turns out that you would be forgetting one thing that happened that, happened that very year. The 1993 World Trade Center bombing, mm -hmm. an Al-Qaeda attack on New York that has been forgotten by many for mm -hmm. the attack that would occur eight years later on September 11th, 2001. Both events impacting the residents of New Jersey greatly. Is it not mm -hmm. for? Is it not possible that the sightings of the Jersey Devil could have foreshadowed the bridge between the two? Do you hear this, Jason? Can you hear this? Kind of, yeah. You know what this is? Uh, change. Loose change. <laughs> I know you're going to tell me huh. this is fucking ridiculous. There is no evidence that a cryptid could be important for things to come or that the Jersey Devil knew anything about 9-11. Mm -hmm. But allow me to redirect you to a similar tall, sexy, winged cryptid from the East Coast. The Mothman of Point Pleasant, West Virginia, from the great Mothman flap that preceded the deadly Point Pleasant Silver Bridge collapse, which killed nearly 60 people, to claim sightings in the 1990s in Moscow that preceded the deadly apartment bombings that wreaked havoc across Russia, leading to mm -hmm. 
rise of Putin, which is, you know, shaping much of politics today, this cryptid has always been associated with dark things to come. Hmm. Which makes it reasonable to say that maybe the Jersey Devil are two sides of the same coin. Maybe they're one and the same. The same phenomena could be tied to a lot of UFO sightings. It could be tied to a lot of glowing orb sightings. Mm-hmm. None of this should be taken as me saying anything legitimately true, by the way. This is most this is all speculation. Uh but I'm convinced. No, that's um that's a pretty thorough analysis. Um yeah, I don't know what to say. That's a uh, uh, interesting, <clears throat> interesting way to think about it. Um, so the the pine barren. I I have never been to New Jersey, so uh, forgive me. the The pine barrens, like they're not like people. Is it? Do people go there for like recreation, or is it? There, people camp there a lot. There are a lot of sightings that happen while people are camping. Okay. Yeah, I'm just uh, curious. Camping, hunting. Uh-huh. It's all pretty popular. Like it's not, it's but it's remotely populated because you could never like set up farms there. Right. Right. It was not a place that you could really live permanently. And that attracts a certain type of person. Yeah. Yeah. No. That I... was originally the like old woodsman types, the former pirates, people like that. Right. And I think New Jersey being so small as well kind of contributes to uh, you know, the, a lot of different types of people experience it, but a lot of people, mm. you know, people 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 live in the Pine Barrens usually like in the deep pine barrens historically for a reason less so now Mm -hmm. but you know historically Mm -hmm. for a reason sure yeah um i don't yeah i'm all fucking worked up man yeah so clearly so what um it what is what's the like most recent i think i think the most Uh, recent would have been those 2015 alleged sightings mm -hmm. uh Rise of ISIS. Actually, I think that had already started. I guess. Yeah, yeah I think that's, yeah. That had already started. Uh, 2016 election. Yeah. Yeah. Where we narrowly avoided having Hillary Clinton for president. Yeah, thank God we fucking did something about her emails. Uh, No, I mean, a lot of bad shit happened in 2016, obviously. Uh, oh, yeah. Yeah, like, I mean, not just that. I mean, you had a whole out- outbreak of white nationalism and stuff. I mean, like I said, I do think those those sightings are fake. So I don't know what the most recent was before that. It's hard because people cite it while they're camping all the time. I don't generally mention those because a lot of it is just like, yeah, I had bare, like, I, it had not been enough time for the mushrooms to kick in and I was only eight natties deep. Right, right. Yeah. No, thank you. That's, uh... Yeah, that's pretty wild. But the uh, thing that pisses me off, I'm going to say, is that mm-hmm. Jersey Devil is a big part of the state's identity as well, kind of a state mascot. Um, sure. But a state mascot in a weird way, because it's not usually... So we have the Jersey Devils are our hockey team. Uh, the uh-huh. Jersey Devil's mascot is not the Jersey Devil, but a generic devil figure. The same okay. thing with when um, the Jersey Devil showed up in What We Do in the Shadows. It was not. It was nothing like the real Jersey Devil. So mm. I'm, I'm a bit sick and tired of people thinking the Jersey devil is just the devil that lives in New Jersey. I mean, they need to fucking learn the facts, put yeah. some fucking respect mm-hmm. on Mr. Leeds's name. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The 13th lead. Yeah. Leeds. What, you never, never said anything about what his older siblings did. 
That's true. Yeah. Well, do you think they're uh, cryptids other places? No, I think it seems like all of them were pretty normal. One of them just became like a barber. Oh, yeah. Maybe, yeah. Uh, I don't know. I'm just making this up. Right. You, you know nothing about Mother Leeds's first through 12th kids. Right. Yeah, who knows? Some people say, though, that the whole legend started because she was a Quaker and it was anti Quaker racism. Hmm. And that's another thing that I think we need to put a stop to. The two things that I am most worried about at this point in America, mm-hmm. dueling and anti-Quaker dueling. racism. Sure, yeah. Uh, caricatures like the Oats Man, who, yeah. by the way, has gotten a lot sexier. If you've been buying Quaker Oats for a long time, look at the package now. Look up a picture of the old package. He got a fucking face. He's, he's, he's a lot hotter yeah. now. Maybe he, he died yeah. and got replaced by his sexy son. Maybe he had work done. Oh, I, I didn't even think about that. That that he he's been replaced because you're absolutely right. I I was uh, uh, drunkenly watching old uh, '80s TV commercials on YouTube the other night, mm-hmm. and that uh, noticed that as well. The, the Quaker Oats man was a lot uh, chubbier. But you know what I'm going to say is that that's also an example of anti-Quaker racism. Because <laughs> the new Quaker Oats man, he's svelte, he's sexy, he's thin, he had the fake the facelift the old uh-huh. quaker oats man in my opinion that's a quaker's body yeah hmm. that is a quaker that is a a fine fine quaker body and it's mm-hmm. beautiful oh yeah i don't think yeah absolutely um that much love to the the quaker oats man of the 80s i've actually heard the quakers are kind of cool now but they were like very intense back in the day yeah um I, I don't know if I want to go on record. Um, yeah, maybe they're bad. I with my know. thoughts about Quakers, <laughs> my my ignorant opinions. I'm not going to say anything <laughs> one way or another. Uh, if you grew up Quaker, let us know, and let us know what you think about the Quaker Oats man getting a, get, getting a fucking facelift. Yeah. Uh, like I said, I think that I think that the sexy, firm Quaker body of the previous Quaker Oats man needs to come back. Or the two can coexist and show there are many types of Quaker body. That yeah, I, I'd support that. Yeah, I wonder either if way. The, see, I wonder if maybe the uh, the older one got killed off because he uh, stumbled across the truth about the Jersey Devil and the uh, and nine eleven the connection uh, the, the Pine Barrens has to tragic events worldwide. So they bumped him off and uh, uh, replaced him with this. Uh, buff his his uh buff doppelganger it is extremely possible it's very very possible uh they just hate they just need to keep a quaker man quiet yeah i think that's what they do in quaker church though is just be quiet yeah i i honestly have no idea you know, like they just go and sit and they all sit for a couple hours in silence. I, I think, know. I think that's actually what they do. Let us know. Let us know in the comments. If it's, <laughs> I think, I think all of our listeners are, are people we, I think we have a few listeners that we don't know, but it's mostly people we know who are not Quaker. But if you are yeah. Quaker, let us know in the comments. <laughs> all right, Jason, you're up. Yeah. Um, well, uh, you've talked about uh, your home state. Um, I will talk about, a creature from mine. I'm I'm originally from uh, Ohio. Uh, Forgetting Cincinnati. Ohio. 
Yep. Uh huh. Can you believe that, they didn't call me back won. for cats? <laughs> Man, <laughs> I'll tell the world would have been different. Cats, the what movie or the uh, stage production? Uh, the movie, the revival of the stage production, the revival of the revival of the stage production. Not the off, 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 off Broadway production, which is actually in Oswego. Uh, oh, no callbacks yeah. for cats. No. Yep, the world's missing out. Yeah. Um, no, this is um. So this is from near uh, my hometown of uh, Cincinnati, Ohio. Um, come with me. Uh, take take a trip to uh, beautiful Loveland, Ohio. All right. Uh, a, a northern uh, suburb of Cincinnati, um, and which, uh, it's 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 it, legally it's the only place you're allowed to fuck in Ohio. Mm -hmm. No, that's yes, that's actually true. Um, and uh, uh, yeah, so it's a, a northern suburb of Cincinnati. It's along the Little Miami River. Um, it's it's all right. It's a pretty country, a little hilly. <laughs> I don't know. Not much to do <laughs> when I lived in Cincinnati. We didn't go to Loveland. Um, go to Miami? Yeah. Yeah, go to Miami. Um, we, were, were, go the, were, the, were the clubs in Miami, like they say, like Will Smith would have me believe? It's the same Miami, yeah. right? Um, no, in fact, I think he's uh, talking about a different Miami. Um, I've always heard you go to Miami, Ohio. You get a plot to know. You go to the club, mm -hmm. see the sexy ladies. Mm -hmm. um yeah i don't think it's this it's it's uh miami ohio that, that he's referring to although it could be uh they have a pretty good school there i had to refund some plane tickets yeah. we should stop the podcast <laughs> um it, i i can't imagine plane tickets to uh miami ohio are very expensive or in demand you know they don't have them. I had to go off book, so they were more than you'd think. Oh. Um, all right. Well, anyway, uh, so back in 1955, a uh, uh, according to the story, a uh, business person, just says businessman, um, walking down that, the road. That is very woke of you to not, you know, because maybe, maybe the businessman was a they, them, and couldn't express that at the time. Oh, it could be. I I guess I was just. Um, it just seems like such a vague term to you, like just just businessman or business, but like it doesn't really communicate much. I, I guess that, I, that's I, not a job anymore. Businessman is not a job anymore. Right. But back in the fifties, it was a job. Back in the fifties, yeah. you could just be a businessman. Right. Like I, I'm just picturing a guy. You know, he's got a uh, he's got a fedora. He's got yeah. on like the, like the gray suit. Tie. Yeah, carrying a briefcase. Um, hard. Yeah, I have to hard go to, to the office. Right. Yes. Yeah. Right. Yeah. He, he goes to the office. Yeah. He has a secretary. He goes in his office, and no one knows what he does. Right. Right. And it's the, it's uh, the door your great grand your grandpa just like knocked says he just knocked on a door and got. Yeah. Right. He showed up with a. Uh, uh, a freshly printed resume on a nice cardstock and uh, handed it to a guy in a hat who, after chain smoking and day drinking, uh, 
<laughs> gave them a desk. <laughs> you walked, I walked in, I tried, I knocked on their door. I caught the CEO fucking his secretary. And then I said, I'll tell your wife if you don't give me a job. I feel like that's what happened in half those stories. That could be. That's how my, my grandpa got where he was. The old strong family craftiness. <laughs> exactly so. Um, All right. All right, so anyway, Loveland, Virginia, uh, 1950s. We have a businessman. What'd you say? Did we don't, do we have uh, a name? Well, it's Loveland, Ohio. Loveland, Ohio. Did I say Loveland, West Virginia? Yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, I was, I was still thinking Mothman, but we're talking, uh, yeah. we're not talking Mothman. We're talking Frogman. Uh, we're talking Frogman. Frogman of Loveland seen by a businessman. Do we yes, have a name? Uh, uh, no. For the sake, just, for the just, sake just, of this, just, I am going to say uh, Ohio businessman name just off the top of my head. Vladimir uh, Sanderson. Vladimir Sanderson. Yes. I saw you looking around the room, your room, like you're doing a. Uh, yeah, I saw. I, yeah, I saw. Like, I saw a book about <laughs> Vladimir Lenin and one of the Mistborn books. You know what my fucking whole <laughs> library is like. <laughs> um. But what did we say? Uh, Vladimir what? Sanderson. Vladimir Sanderson. So he uh, he claims he saw three disturbing creatures gathered by the side of the road. Uh, three to four feet tall, covered with leathery skin. They were, the creatures were uh, erect, standing erect, by, by Peter. <laughs> well, I mean. Well, I assume. Actually, it says erect, comma, bipedal. So maybe those are two. Yeah, erect, erect, and bipedal. Yeah. Back uh, and, uh, Yeah, have the head shape and faces of frogs. Uh, I'm just gonna say deep, deep wrinkles, totally hairless. All right, totally hairless. Before before you told me totally hairless, I was thinking this is real some really intense anti-Italian American racism. But once you got me at the hairless thing, I don't think we're there anymore. No. Uh, mm-hmm. So you said four feet tall. Hairless, three to four feet tall, deep yeah, wrinkles. A little bit of a range, deep wrinkles. Um, oh man, I hope they kidnap me. I'd be the fucking tallest one. <laughs> um, but yeah, the first account, uh, this uh, uh, 1955 account by uh, Vladimir Sanderson, mm-hmm. um, didn't didn't give a specific location, didn't give um, a, a specific time or anything like that. Um, but there is, uh, I do know, um, from having been through there, there is said the little Miami river cuts through Loveland, um, a lot of like smaller waterways, a lot of bridges. So lots of places, you know, the, this would seem like, like, um, kind of a logical frog, mm-hmm. frogman. Yeah. Uh, uh, habitat. Yeah. Frogman would live by the river. Now, how deep is the river? Would you say? Uh, I think the Little Miami is a pretty good size river, so I don't know. Because when I, because you know, interesting. So you hear about what body of water does the Little Miami River feed into? Uh, the Ohio River. The Ohio which River, is what enormous. Is, which is enormous, and feeds into what? Uh, the Mississippi. Which feeds into the Atlantic. Yeah. So this is what's interesting to me because I feel like most are you familiar with USOs, underwater submersible objects? Um 
a little, yeah. And actually, uh, oh, are we going to get into a, this? A little bit, a little bit of uh, possibly. All right, I'll, I'll, I'll shut, I'll shut up. The thing that I am very good at doing on this show. <laughs> um, yeah. So the uh, uh, let's see, the next uh, recorded sighting um, was by a police officer. And you could always so, trust them. Uh, yeah. Um, it, you're you're actually hinting at <laughs> more of a more to the story to come. Um, <laughs> but, but we know uh, we know we saw it March third, uh, nineteen seventy two, at one a.m. Um, th- because he filled out a report, uh, traveling uh, slowly, uh, driving his police car uh, slowly because uh, the roads were icy. He saw saw a creature uh, scurry across the road, slammed on his brakes, got out and looked, and it uh, was little uh, little frog man. Um, hmm. Yeah, uh, they stared at each other. It uh, Then finally it uh, climbed over a guardrail and jumped into Little Miami. Hmm. It was, just, again, the creature uh, described as being three to four feet tall, 50 to 75 pounds. Um, yeah. And they were able to. Uh, he doesn't know that it's fifty to seventy-five pounds. That's the first hole in a story. I'm going to say it. He didn't fucking weigh the thing. You don't know its bone density. Yeah. No, that's, it probably no, has. That it it probably it, it might have a much higher bone density if it lives deeper. Right. It might have yeah. a much lower bone density. You don't know mm. that it is fifty to seventy-five pounds. That is a bold fucking guess. Yeah. I'm very worked up yeah. today. Yeah. Talk yeah, to my therapist about this. Yeah. Uh yeah. Speaking uh truth to power. Yeah. Um uh yeah, another um another sighting subsequent to that one was um there was another police officer who uh claims to have shot one. Uh of course. But uh turns out uh he was lying about that. He, he was just drunk and shooting his weapon off in the air, presumably, and then was like, no, the right. frog man. Yeah. Right, and he was. Um, uh, cops do have to account for every bullet, right? I think so. Like, I know that like they lie all the time and shit, but they do at least have paperwork that, in theory, they're supposed to be like. Anytime they use a they, their service weapon is discharged, they have right. to write down why they did it. Yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, this would have been the seventies, like kind of I rural think... Ohio, though. So I don't. Yeah, know. No, that's true. I was going to say, I think in the 70s they still did, but I think that's also like a, uh, you know, I think it depends on where. Yeah. Um, no, but uh, uh, part of the reason he gave for uh, uh, making up a story was he wanted to uh, support uh, his buddy, the, the original police officer that uh, spotted the frogmen. Um, Never do this, by the way. Never it, whether it's about a cryptid or a UFO or a ghost or a real or like or like a uh, or a concrete thing, a quote unquote real thing, uh, you know, even though I believe a number of people's sightings in many of these cases, not 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 about the Loveland Frogman, but out, but in, in mm-hmm. other stories, mm-hmm. ne- you are never supporting somebody's story by lying and telling a story that's not connected right. to it, like right. to to be connected to it. You are discrediting that person's story, right? Yeah. Um, no, you're absolutely right. Uh, Continue. Uh, the uh, the frogmen uh, are still, you know, that 
since the original uh, report in uh, 1955, people pretty consistently report uh, sightings. Of, I think one of the most recent ones um, was uh, in 2016, where a dude, uh, dude and his girlfriend were playing uh, Pokemon Go. If you remember, uh, did, did you did you ever play Pokemon Go? I played, yeah, I played it in 2016. Of yeah. course, I played Pokemon Go. Okay, yeah, so you know they. Uh, I guess wandering around looking for the uh the Pokemons and uh stumbled across uh, a frogman instead. Man, is people got hit by fucking cars playing that game. Yeah. Um I'm gonna say I'm gonna say that you might have just seen a squirtle in Pokemon Go while taking mushrooms. That is a non-zero possibility. Well he, he in, in his statement, he uh he's pretty clear that um no, it was not the game. Like he specifically, uh, he specifically anticipates that uh, counter argument. All right. Well, he got um, me. Yeah. Now it's airtight, airtight story. Um, the the connection to uh, what you call them, USOs. USOs, underwater sub under unidentified submersible objects. Mm -hmm. Um. Many of the sightings, aside from, you know, describing the same sort of uh, short, frog-like, hairless creature, um, they're also uh, described as holding a cylindrical metal object that uh, uh, some people said flashes, sparks, emits pulses of light. Ooh, you gotta run away from that. That's supposed to go in the butt. <laughs> Do you think they? Uh, do you think I they think they're trying to? I think something they found. <laughs> what? Do, do you think uh, that the uh, uh, the the metal butt plug is something they brought with them, or do you think it's something they found? Since, I think it's something from the ship. I think that they. Yeah. I think that they are they're living deep in the uh, Atlantic. I'm gonna say uh -huh. that the hairless exterior is actually mm -hmm. their their pressurized their depressurized and pressurized suit. They're going up through all these rivers. They're getting to Ohio. They've done ground surveys, and what they want to know is what happens if they Roman candle you with the uh, sparked end. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And thank God for our brave Ohio police officers protecting the anuses of hardworking Ohioans everywhere. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, back the. That's yeah, the I'm thin blue line. <laughs> Um, yeah, but uh, like you had mentioned uh, about the uh, Jersey Devil, uh, the Loveland Frogman's become something of a mascot uh, for the, uh, again, the town of Loveland, which quite frankly doesn't have a lot going for it anyway. So Yeah, they, they need it, you it, know, and, and yeah. that's great. I love that. Yeah. Uh, oh, great. You know, the, these were some, I'm going to say it, these were some spooky yet fun stories. Yeah. I would say yep. it was good for the whole family, but I didn't talk about, you know, things going up the butt, 9-11, uh, probably a bunch of other shit that I've already forgotten about, weed tinctures, uh, probably not good for the whole family. Yeah, I think I dropped a few F-bombs. Yeah, I think we do that a lot. I, yeah, I'm just going to say this right now. If you have, like, young, young kids, don't listen to the podcast, or if your kids say fuck, don't blame us. Right. Yeah. Yeah, uh, they could have heard it anywhere. Yeah, you know, if you're listening to this show around them. My favorite murder is probably where they got it. <laughs> I, yeah, blame them. <laughs> blame them. You know, blame a more, a more popular podcast. 
<laughs> it's a dollop. I don't. <laughs> no. Yeah. This... Um. Yeah. No, it's cool. Uh. Uh. Kind of get looking into you know the history of uh. Well, where you're at or where you're from, and um. Yeah. Some cool monsters. No, this has been no, it's been super cool. It's been super fun. Thank you so much, everybody, for listening. Uh, next week we're gonna be back with more weird news, back to the normal, uh, quote unquote, normal stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, and for a few weeks after that, and then we'll probably have another fun, wacky special at some other point to be yep. announced. Who knows? Uh, but for now, you should stay up to date with us on social media at Underworld News Tonight on Facebook and Instagram. Uh. Mm-hmm. Keep listening to the show. If you want to send us anything, email us at underworldnewstonight at gmail.com. We deeply appreciate you as our listeners. Yeah, thank you uh, so much. 